Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the uh, latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I am Steve Weisman from the Raleigh News and Observer, joined as always by Sheldon Williams, Duke Hall of Famer, the landlord. Sheldon, how are you this fine uh, winter day all of a sudden? It's cold. I know. I know, <laughs> right? I mean, uh, it was just all good a couple of days ago where it was like, you know, mid-70s. I'm over like, oh, this is not bad for October. And then and yesterday and today were kind of chilly days. But then I looked at the forecast. It's going to go back, at least for here, it's going to go back up in the, the low 70s, you know, yeah. uh, remaining in the week. So I'm not sure how it's going to be like in Carolina, but I'm like, hey, for November, <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting cold. I, I, as we take this, I'm getting ready to head out to Wallace Wade for a football game tonight. Duke and Wake are playing on a Thursday night. So ESPN. it's, it's yep. going to be chilly. Uh, so anyway, but it's good. It's a good time to get inside and cover basketball. Like last night, I was inside Cameron Indoor Stadium for the exhibition with UNC Pembroke. Um and it was t- nice and toasty warm in Cameron, as it yeah, always I is. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> in the basketball season. So uh, the only exhibition, uh, we're going to break that down today. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get ready for Monday's uh, season opener. The regular season is here. Uh, next game Duke plays will be against Dartmouth on Monday night at, at 9 o'clock. Late, nice late night uh, opener. Uh, before then, they play, you know, the end of the week. Uh, Arizona's coming to Cameron. It's going to be exciting, but uh, we got a lot to talk about on today's edition. So um, before we go any further, I want to remind everybody that the podcast is sponsored as always by bet online. Um, the last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off has kicked off. Uh, bet online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. Cause we have NBA going on. We have hockey, uh, NFL, college football, uh, the MLB postseason just ended last night uh, with the Rangers winning the world series. So I hope everybody who, who uh, put their money on the Rangers uh, uh, got got a big win out of that to, for them. Bet online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport anytime. Head to the Bet Online. Head to Bet Online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie. I didn't, I didn't realize the World Series is still going on. I mean, <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago when uh, the Braves were in it, I was right here uh, living at uh, Truist Park where they yeah. play at. You yeah. know, obviously the parade came in, and you know, people kind of put the flags up everywhere. So you know, it's going on. But since the Braves, I guess they lost in the first round or whatever it was, yeah, uh, to the Phillies. Yeah. Um, the fact that baseball was going on, and I was like, I had no clue that there was a World Series. That's the crazy part. From the TV ratings, not many people knew it was going on. But, uh, <laughs> that's another that's another matter for another podcast. We'll talk, we'll talk about that. But uh, yeah, um, so the Rangers are champions. Congratulations to the Rangers. All mm-hmm. good. Um, now it's time for college basketball. So let's get going with that. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Last night, while the Rangers were winning the World Series last night, Duke was Duke playing was UNC playing. Pembroke yep. <laughs> uh, yep. in their their exhibition. They won one hundred nine to sixty four. Um, so obviously. Uh, great performance, and we have to note that like these exhibitions are supposed to be exhibitions, but Louisville lost their exhibition to their division. Well, I mean, St. Yeah. John's, 
St. John's lose to a, a D2 school. Yeah. Uh, I know we played D2 school as well with Pembroke. Uh, yeah. But, you know, uh, Kansas losing to Illinois. Right. Um, Arkansas beat somebody as well. Michigan State, I think, or? Uh, uh, Tennessee beat Michigan State. I'm oh, sorry, Tennessee beat Michigan yeah. State. Yeah. So, like, I'm looking and I'm like, I didn't get a chance to see these games live. So, I wasn't sure if these people, these teams were actually playing the players to win or were they kind of like, I just – no, trying different things. And I'm like, well, it's exhibition. It's not a scrimmage. So they're not really trying to try certain lineups and see how it's going to flow. They try to actually, we know, win. And the fact that this is going on, I'm like, well, hopefully, one, it doesn't happen to us in, yeah. you know, uh, in our exhibition game. And two, I'm like, well, it's going to be a very interesting year because if it's going like, it's, if it's already mayhem going on and chaos, where you want to call it, you know, early season you know, uh, madness, whatever you want to call it, is going on right now. I can't wait for the actual season to start because it's going to be, I mean, 25 ranked Illinois beat number one Kansas. Yeah. You know, this is going to be a fun-filled year all year round. So I, I can't wait for this uh, season, you know, kick off on the, the 6th, I believe. It does, uh, Monday night. Yeah, yeah. So I can't wait yeah. for that to actually happen. So I'm, it's I'm excited. Coming. I'm it's excited. coming fast, baby. It's all. It's here. It's time. Um, Dukes, I, I know from last night from the – the uh, post game notes they gave us a camera and that Duke has played 35 exhibition games dating back to 2004, 2005 when you were there. Right. Correct. Yep, and yep, um, yep. they've won all 35. So you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff happening uh, with Duke. They take care of business. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 There you go. <laughs> um, you know, big, big game, all five starters. Well, first of all, let's talk about the starting five. We thought this would be the case. Uh, Jared McCain was the only freshman in the starting lineup. Uh, joining the other four returning guys, Jeremy Roach, Tyrese Proctor, Mark Mitchell, and Flip, Kyle Filipowski. Um, Proctor came out on fire. He had four three-pointers in the first three, three minutes. minutes of the game. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. 14 to two. He had four of those were from his three-pointers, you know, 12 points. Right. Um, which is exciting as heck, isn't it? Like, that's what you want to see out of uh, I, mean, I mean, definitely. I mean, he hit the first three-point of the game, and then uh, I think uh, McCain did like a little scoop underneath the basket and then yeah. came back to uh, Proctor again on a wing, hit another shot, uh, three. And then his third one was kind of like a heat check because a little bit, you know, a little bit further away from the three-point line, and he shot it and went in again. I'm like, oh, this is kind of like, you know, in my eyes, it reminded me of kind of like a, a J.J. Reddick-type moment where all of a sudden – you see one go in and then the little second one, third one, fourth one. I'm over like, man, I'm just doing sprints right now. I mean, I can't get mad because, you know, JJ hitting a shot, you yeah. know, but I'm over here doing sprints right now. But it reminded me like that. I'm like, well, I don't remember him shooting the, the ball that well, you know, over this course of the season last year. So right. if this is any indication of how this year is going to go, I'm like, well, we already have, you know, three guards that we saw during the game where they was attacking uh, most of the game with the, uh, Caleb, um, Jared, and uh, Roach was mm -hmm. attacking pretty much the whole in the whole game. You know, Proctor was more so looking for a shot a little bit more than he was trying to attack. But we still have potentially four guys that's you know able to attack the basket. But if this guy is shooting the ball that well out the gate and his confidence is already high, it's going to be you know skies on limit type thing for us because you no know, nobody can, can you know keep in front of our guards and be able to space out with Proctor being able to hit that shot you know, wherever he's going to be on the wing, the corner, the top of key, wherever he's going to be playing on place there. So I'm excited about his growth, about how he is from what he was coming into Duke and now being a potential shooter. 
he made 32 percent of his three pointers last year, which um which is okay, not great. Yeah, yeah. And um and if I remember right, earlier in the year, he wasn't later in the year he got better. Is what I was trying to mm-hmm. say. And he kept saying all through. I remember talking to him routinely after games. You know, he goes, I, I still trust my shot. It's going to happen. I've made him before. And it's just kind of getting used to college basketball, right? Getting mm-hmm. used to the flow and the, the way the game's played. Um, and he told me last night that he worked all off season, just, just getting shots up, just reps. I said, was there anything mechanically you changed? He said, no, just like last year, I trusted my shot. It's just a matter of just getting shots up all the time. And um, if this is any indication, like you say, if he's going to go out there and hit three or four a night and, you know, yeah. Uh, that's that's a huge weapon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the, I didn't like the fact that you know that was all his points pretty much uh, in the first half was all pretty much all his points in the first half. Yeah, and he didn't have you know much in the second half. But you know, with uh, Flip having seventeen and twenty one minutes, uh, McCain having uh, twenty five and twenty minutes, Roach having thirteen and almost twenty minutes, Proctor having thirteen and almost twenty minutes, and Foster having nine and twenty one minutes. I'm looking at the these uh these uh six players and it's you know sean stewart had 12 and uh, 13 minutes yeah and i'm, I'm looking at these seven uh, players and i'm like well this right here is one we have maybe i think i left out mark mitchell um but uh yeah. we have we have uh maybe so-called three veteran guys and then four you know underclassmen guys that's going to be playing a lot of minutes for us uh this season and the fact that we are going uh, into this uh, season with people already knowing their roles, which I think that's the biggest thing, you know, because a lot of times you, people try to feel things out or they try to get, you know, too excited, which I get, you know, it's the first game, the first college game. Yeah. You don't know what to expect. And, you know, sometimes people kind of go kind of crazy. Uh, but the fact that these people were trusting their their system, John Shire's system, and trusting their roles in that system, I saw – uh coming it wasn't a great competition i mean sure just, yes i mean that's it is what yeah. it is right yeah. yeah right right but just looking at what they were doing you know shooting the ball 58 percent from the field 44 percent from the three uh 84 from you know free throw line i mean uh caleb was the only one that was kind of questionable about you know how's his free throw shooting going to be right. uh, this year because he was two for six but you know just seeing 34 points uh uh, in the paint, 38 points off the bench. You know, we have scoring that's come off the bench. You know, a lot of that might be going to be due to Caleb Foster as well, come off the bench. Uh, but the fact that, and Sean Stewart uh, come off the bench, but the fact that we have options now that we don't have to rely on just maybe one or two guys, I think that's the the biggest thing I'm trying to get. I mean, kind of went a long way around to get what I was saying, but you yeah, know, yeah, a lot of depth. Yeah, a lot of depth. Yeah. Um, and I think the assist to turnover ratio was four to one, which is incredible. You always yeah. want that, right? So, yeah. um, I noticed on offense, let's talk about that a little bit the offense and the defense. What I saw and what you saw on TV was, um, they were playing a lot of uh five out offense, uh, particularly when now every a little bit they had flip and young on the court together. He didn't do as much five yeah, out, he had kind it, of somebody it, it down, that much, though, yeah, not yeah. much though, very small yeah, percentage. Yeah, yeah. But more than that, it was mostly, I mean, spread the court, let guys driving lanes, right? That's the that's the advantage of that five out, isn't it? Right, right, right. The whole the whole space where you hopefully you have shooters and you have great drivers that actually can get by anybody that's in front of them. So and or, or even a guy like, you know, Mark Mitchell, who does a good job of kind of sneaking behind a defense and cutting to the basket. Uh, I see that Sean Stewart might be in that same situation because he can he's very athletic. He can yeah, uh, I think, he can uh, jump. 
he, I think Caleb or Proctor, one of them threw him uh, a lob. It might have been Caleb threw the lob to uh, uh, Sean, you know, in the first half. And I'm like, yeah. you know, I can see this guy being, you know, that role as well, too. So yeah. it's going to be uh, a great system for us because it's going to be open spaces. And it's going to be a little bit different for us because we always had, say, a um, Wendell Carter and uh, Bagley or mm-hmm. we had a flip and uh, – Lively. Uh, Derek Lively. Yeah. You know, we, you know, we have two bigs and, you know, John's kind of bringing back that 90s, you know, basketball with the two bigs, you know, uh, that type thing. But uh, <laughs> but this year, which it, it might have changed because I was really I, I didn't know until after the game why Christian Reeves didn't play because I was excited about seeing this guy play because y'all know you was talking about him earlier. Yes. And they kind of tw- they said he kind of tweaked his knee. Yes. Uh, before the game. And I'm not sure if he got so excited about oh, it's the first game. I'm about to go out there and try to do a windmill 360 and then kind of land it wrong. But, you know, but uh, I think John said uh, it's not going to be serious. Uh, so he kind of just tweaked it. So hopefully that's the case. But yeah. I was really wanting to see him play because I know you said a lot of good things about him earlier when you saw him. So I was trying to see how he looks, you know, from yeah. last year, this year, you know, the body difference and things like that. That was the one disappointment when we didn't get to see him. I really wanted to see him out there to see how that rotation went with because we had Flip and Young was the first guy off the bench coming in for Flip. And mm-hmm. I think Reeves would have been part of that too. Um, the other two guys, obviously Foster and Blakes were the next two to come off the bench. So that's your kind of your top eight right now is, the, yeah. is those yeah. guys. And I think Reeves would have been not far behind in getting some minutes there too. But yeah, it's a shame he, you know, that's what John said after the game. He, just, he wasn't sure if it was going to be serious because I talked to the character, but it didn't seem like it was. He just felt something in one of his knees. So Take it easy. It's an exhibition, so it's all good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and speaking of, uh, and we'll switch over to defense real quick. Speaking of not having a Derek Lively or Wendell Carter or Mark Williams, you know, yeah. they don't have a rim protector, right? Yes. We talked about that. Yes, and that's what stood out because I'm like, hold on, we're missing somebody. And yeah. then I'm like, oh, Reeves not there. Yeah. So that's what kind of reminded me of, like, I saw Flip trying to, you know, block a couple of shots. I think he got fouled. He fouled on one. And I'm thinking to myself, like, well, we don't have a rim protector. What's going on with our rim protector? And the guy that we're supposed to have, he's not even playing right now. So that's right. another reason why I was excited about seeing his growth in, from last year to this year. Yeah, we'll have to wait uh, you know, into the regular season now to see him. Yeah. Maybe he can start with, hopefully. Um, so what I noticed on defense, it was a different look last night than I saw mm-hmm. last year. They had – it was kind of like that, that no middle defense where you had three guys up top that were chasing. They were playing man. And then you had flip and, and actually roach down low that were not, they were almost, almost zone. Like if a player came through the lane from one side, they like roach would follow him and then stop at the lane. That guy would keep on going to the other side and somebody else would pick him up. So that was like, it was kind of a hybrid kind of a zone tendency. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I mean, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Uh, there's no rim protector. So you were trying to protect that middle and trying to keep people out of that, that drive, that no middle drive and things like that. And keeping, hopefully, uh, I'm not sure why Roach was down there, but uh, keeping a flip head, you know, down there <laughs> and maybe even a Mark Mitchell, if a, if he's going to be in the game, um, you know, he's a versatile guy. He can be pretty much guarding everybody. Yeah. Um, then, you know, if they're going to play Ryan Younger with the flip, but the fact that you try to keep those guys close to the basket so you can get rebounds, I think that's going to be the, the thing about it. I'm not sure how that works. Cause like you said, it's kind of a hybrid of a, man cross zone you know yeah somebody flash across your body you kind of go and tag them and you know send them off to somebody else and commu- mm-hmm. that means communication gotta be on, on point because 
there's going to be a lot of interchangeable parts. So communication has to be key for that to happen and rebounding, putting right. body on somebody. Exactly. And um, talking to, to Shire and some of the players afterwards about what the goal was, they said the whole thing was to keep everybody in front of you. It wasn't so much. I said, was it was all about keeping them out of the middle? And they said, well, yes, now, as an extension of keeping the ball in front of you. And one of the reasons why they had Mitchell kind of out front is his versatility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he long arms, get in the passing lanes, um, you know, disrupt things out front. So the ball can't even start to get down low. Right. So right. that's why it was, like I said, it was weird to see Roach down. What's he doing down there kind of in the paint and in the block, in the box, the blocks down there. But um, that was what it was. And they, they would even, you know, uh, Pembroke would have a player kind of out on the perimeter that for that corner three, and they just kind of let him go out there. It's like, okay, put him out there. That's fine. Nobody's down low. Mm-hmm. Um, if they get the ball to him, fantastic. But I think they they, they couldn't. They, they never got the pass, the skip pass over there because the middle was clogged. Mitchell had yeah. those long arms. So against Pembroke, that worked. And right, so right. our questions were, how can you replicate that, you know, when you play in Arizona, right, or Michigan yeah, State? Yeah, that, that's <laughs> the thing. I mean, because you're going to need uh, – I mean, I don't care how tough that – initial defenses you know where markets on the ball given all kinds of you know hard pressure and but the fact if you have an experienced team like an arizona uh michigan state you know those type teams that you are used to that pressure and can handle that pressure they can be able to find guys that can whip that pass over and i know we have uh smaller guys but we got quicker guys too so mm-hmm. they may be able to you know track team and just run out and get that you know lock pass but it's still, in my eyes, I'm like, well, if that does happen, you have to have the, these guys now from the strong side ball going across the other side of the court, trying to crack in on the weak side to get these rebounds, get in position, get these rebounds, because uh, the, uh, the weak side big might have to run out to that corner three and you leave somebody open. Right. And if you play only one guy and it's only flip, that's only big out, out there. Now, say there's four guards trying to box out their two bigs. You know, yeah. that's the that's the issue I have with that. But you know, John might be just kind of trying things, uh, especially since a you know a D two school like that. No yeah. disrespect, no disrespect to them, but I'm just saying he can probably just be trying trying things out and see how he might like a different look. You know, that type that type thing. And he he did say in the in, during the preseason that he likes the idea of switching up defenses quite a bit to throw mm-hmm. to throw teams off their game, right? To throw throw a curveball kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so maybe that's part of this too, as they go forward and they're just kind of showing a little bit last night and we'll see a little bit more against Dartmouth. And then, you know, whenever Arizona and all that kind of stuff happens, we'll, we'll see what happens down the road. But, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was some takeaways I had from the, from the exhibition and as they get ready for Dartmouth and everything. One thing I do want to, before we go any further, I want to offer condolences to the family of Bob Knight, uh, mm-hmm. one of the all time great coaches, Obviously, a controversial, complicated man, right? Uh, there's good and bad with everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, to say the least, but I mean, he's a legendary coach. I mean, uh, everybody knows he's known for his tough, discipline, you know, type, you know, uh, I don't know if you want to call it military type, you know, presence, but, you know, that's what him and Coach K were at, you know, West Point with, you know, mm-hmm. how that kind of came up. Everybody knows him, you know, the throwing the chair and, you know, the head buddy, things like that. Yeah, but, choking know, Neil Reed. Right, right, <laughs> you know? right. Yeah, so, you know, doing things like that. But, you know, he's coached a lot of great players that came out of uh, Indiana. Uh, then he wound up going to uh, uh, Texas Tech um, mm-hmm. after that. 
before he retired. But, you know, he's a he was a legend coach. You know, um, everybody knows about how, you know, you think of Indiana University, you think of Bob Knight. You know, yeah. that's just, you know, the two and two kind of coincide with each other. And, you know, like I said, uh, ties with, you know, Coach K with, you know, how they uh, were together when he first uh, started playing ball and, you know, just – a legendary coach. I'm not sure exactly the details of his death, but I know they said he was 83 years old when he passed yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. He was back in back in Indiana, which uh um he was able to kind of mend some fences with uh with the university over his his departure. And uh, you know, he was at Texas Tech uh when you were in coming up in Oklahoma, right? He started there in two thousand one. I don't know mm -hmm. if he if you guys if, did he recruit you at all? Uh he 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 did, but I wasn't a big fan of uh <laughs> Of okay. Coach Knight, so I mean, uh, <laughs> I couldn't see myself, you know, you know, playing for somebody that has had that past, and if that happened happened to me, so yeah, you know, it's one it's one thing to have words with somebody, but another thing to actually put your little hand, literal hands on somebody. So that's the the thing I couldn't I couldn't do. So that's understandable. I think everybody can understand that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Plus, you don't want to play Texas Tech. Come on, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna be big, yeah, if I'm gonna be in the Big Twelve, I wouldn't leave Oklahoma. You know, right? Exactly. Oklahoma, so, but <laughs> if I'm gonna leave for somebody, I'm gonna leave like I did for Duke. You know? Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. Well, and and again, we can't go any further about saying. I mean, obviously, what he he and Coach K forged together. Uh, Coach Knight recruited him out of Chicago, got him to Army. Uh, Coach K tells the famous story about how he wanted to go to Creighton. And uh, his his mom and dad were like basically calling him stupid because he wouldn't go to army. The army, you know, they're like this is army and uh, the leadership you'll get for the rest of your life. And he was thinking about basketball, right? So they've convinced him along with Coach Knight, obviously, to go to go play an army. And um, you know, he played all his years for Coach Knight. It kind of set the foundation for his basketball, his leadership, his coaching. Um, you know, after Coach K went into the army after graduation. Uh, you know, he coached some army ball and then he ended up back in Indiana as a grad assistant in 74, 75, um, for coach Knight. That was his first college job, you know, was a grad assistant for coach Knight. And, uh, and then he went to army his head coach with coach Knight's blessing. And, uh, uh, that's where his career got going. And then of course he came to Duke again, coach Knight played a role in that, uh, Tom Butters, um, the AD at the time got a, a glowing endorsement from coach Knight. Um, so, and when coach K went into the hall of fame in 2001, coach Knight was his presenter. Um, they, they had had a falling out and that kind of mm -hmm. helped get them back together a little bit was, yeah. was that, um, so, um, yeah, in a lot of ways, Duke basketball may not be as great as it is. We know without coach K and so by extension without coach Knight. Right. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, as, right. as, as complicated as their relationship was, boy, they, that was quite a duo to, to, to uh, a force in college basketball. Yeah. I mean, of course, I mean, uh, how often do you have a legendary coach and then mentoring another legendary coach, you know, that, that doesn't happen a lot of times, you know, a lot of times you have a legendary coach and then there's a whole bunch of different good coaches underneath that error, that realm, like a, like a Popovich, you know, type thing where there's a lot yeah. of other good coaches around, but they're not like a legendary coach like a Popovich, like a Bob Knight, like a Coach K, you know, that type thing. So it's, it's still amazing to see how that kind of works out and the fact that they went, they pretty much kind of did a similar pass where they went back to the Army and, mm -hmm. you know, coached there and then wind up, you know, 
finding their own path where, you know, Bob Knight at Indiana, of course, you know, Coach K at Duke and yeah. was able to have some battles. I was in high school and they had some battles where at the time they weren't talking because, you know, the first year of Indiana beat Duke and they kind of just walked past each other. This yeah. The following year, Duke beat Indiana to go to the final four, I believe. Yes. And it still was kind of like, you know, like bad blood type thing there. So I'm not sure the whole how that, you know, the whole thing kind of played out, whatever. But you could see that on TV. I'm like, oh, well, I, I can see the tension, but Duke won. So I was happy about that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. And um, Jay Billis wrote a long essay that was posted on ESPN.com last night because um, he worked with Coach Knight at ESPN. And, of course, his ties to Coach K. Uh, we don't say talk about that. But but he he said that was one of the things that he could not – he said he liked Coach Knight. He had respect for him, for the Coach Knight that he knew. He said, but one con- point of contention we had was his fractured relationship with Coach K. Was Knight's, He said, I could not understand how he could let some of these perceived slights get to him and ruin that bond they had that goes mm-hmm. back to, you know, 50, 60 years now uh, and all the success that came from that. And, and Bill has said, you know, that's just one thing that, that coach Knight and he just agreed to disagree about was like, you know, um, and that, uh, um, uh, that he let these small things ruin that, you know, that thing. And that he still, he knew coach Knight still cared about coach K deeply, even though they weren't talking. Like they, anyway, it's, it's kind of sad that they never were able to. Yeah. yeah never actually kind of come back full circle and kind of, you know, let everything kind of go, whatever. And yeah. Yeah. I'll say it again. I mean, um, that male ego, you know, that male mm-hmm. ego is something else. I tell you, I mean, it just, it is what it is, whatever, especially when you have uh two strong will people too. So it just, that uh, you know, when you look at the bigger picture, when somebody asks you, you can't be there anymore, you, you kind of think to yourself, like, you know, was it really worth holding on to X, Y, and Z? You yeah. know, does it really mean anything now? You know, right. that type of thing. So, right. But yeah, I mean, everybody lives with some kind of things like this, you know, whether it be family members, best friends, former friends, you know, in this case, you know, mentors. So it's, yeah, the ego is something else, I'll tell you. It is. <laughs> it is. So, okay. Um, yeah. So, again, uh, college basketball lost an icon. There's no question yeah. about that. Yeah. So, um uh all condolences to the Knight family and everybody that, that cared about Coach Knight. Um Duke's playing Dartmouth on on Monday night. The on season the is here. Yep, one of six. Nine o'clock start. So I'll be up late. Nine That's o'clock. okay. Oh, <laughs> <time you're not. laughs> That's right. Um, so um, you know, again, we'll be looking to see uh, you know, I, I would imagine the same starting five we'll we'll see, we'll see the same groupings um except maybe we'll see christian reeves in there getting some minutes in the paint yeah, yeah. but uh here we go and uh we'll see how you know duke's number two in the country um uh, and again we'll have another episode after that game we'll talk next week before in between the dartmouth game and the and the arizona game so we'll be able to break down uh that first game and and talk about the next episode we'll be talking about Arizona and Michigan state as they get ready yep. to play those two games yep. because uh, the champions classics coming up uh, on the following Tuesday up in Chicago, at United center. And we're, it's here, baby. It's here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think there's there like four days apart. Those two games, like four yeah. days apart. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. 
it's gonna be interesting <laughs> it's all good babe it's all good all right uh well that that'll do for this week this edition not this week's edition it's our second one of the weeks we talked about cooper flag on, yeah. uh, on the last time so um yep. uh we'll see how recruiting goes over the weekend with duke maybe getting commitment from a big okay. guy possibly mm-hmm. uh if the commitment is supposed to be scheduled for saturday we'll see if it you know, kids change their minds sometimes. Things happen. So could have some news on that before the first game on, on Monday night. So anyway, thanks, everybody, again, for listening to us. We appreciate all the support, all the subscribers, uh, all the listeners we get. Uh, appreciate Bet Online as being uh, a sponsor of the Believe in Duke podcast. Sheldon, best of luck to you. I know you're, uh, you are have a, a, a new addition to the family any day here. So Any day now. Any day now. So we'll, <laughs> we're going to see. <laughs> we're thinking good things for you, baby. I appreciate it. For your it. family. All right, you. everybody. Thanks a lot, and uh, we will see you next time. All right. Go do. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.